0: experience all new connections with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com
1: did you miss your deadline to renew your medicaid coverage you can still send your completed annual review form to healthy connections medicaid you may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed medicaid eligibility it's your family it's your choice first choice is the right choice renew and choose us visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more
2: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever or wherever you're listening to or watching us. This is the Awesome NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, aka Slim Cliffy. And joining me today for the first of four straight voyages is the sea-, sea Snake himself, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, bud?
3: Doing pretty good. Hopefully, you guys like us because we're going to be on for the rest of the week. If you don't, that sucks, but we're going to be here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, too bad if you don't like this particular duo, because we're going to be here uh, right through the weekend. Uh, Jake is off until next week; um, he's taking a, a, a well-deserved vacation, I'll say. Uh, you know, in it, coming in ahead of uh, MLB season, so it's going to be Josh and I here for the next four days. Uh, I made that sea snake joke at the top because you, you're a Game of Thrones fan, right? You watched the show. Yes. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, they announced a bunch of. of uh, like more sequels that are coming and one of them's going to be called the nine voyages and it's a basically like a pirate spinoff it's not really a pirate spinoff but it's going to be like on the open seas and it's called going to be called the nine voyages it looks like it's going to be good
3: yeah i'm down for i'm the most interested in that that prequel but we'll see like they're going to have tons of spinoffs spinoffs on spinoffs and it's just as long as those the same writers aren't doing you know the ones who did season eight i'm good (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm very thankful that it appears those writers aren't, aren't going to have anything to do uh, with the sequels or spinoffs. Um, I think Miguel Sapochnik is going to be directing some episodes. But anyway, uh, enough of Game of Thrones for now. Uh, we're here to help you with the NHL. And I see our chat is already getting a little lively. Um, Montreal, I, I had a, I talked talking about the Montreal-Edmonton game yesterday. Montreal won, I think it was 4-0, and they dominated... Pretty much from start to finish, you know we talked about how Montreal had ten days off. Um, Edmonton was playing a back to back. I thought Edmonton would have the advantage. Uh, Montreal might look a little rusty. Montreal certainly didn't look <laughs> rusty last night. They're up two nothing pretty quickly. Uh, took it four uh, nothing. We kind of have one of those teams um, a little bit later uh, in the slate in. Um, and we'll get to that. What are your thoughts on, like, rest, uh, you know, being tired? Uh, Because we've talked about, like, teams playing five and eight days, five and seven days, you know, traveling uh, across time zones for back-to-back and things like that. Do you find that there's been, like, a noticeable difference in the NHL this year compared to normal years?
3: Yeah, but – so one of the things, like, I do notice, like, that's one of the things I do when I go through the games is how many games they played recently, et cetera, et cetera – but you get these teams coming off a of bye week and yet it, it, it kind of like if they're a young team, I'll, I'll try to make a note if they're a young team or a veteran team, like a veteran team is kind of like, okay, maybe this rest is good. Get some dings, some knick-knack injuries healed, all that kind of stuff. So like if they're a young team and they have a week off, it could be a problem because you know, they they might be rusty, but some of these veteran teams, I know it's hindsight 2020, but Montreal is kind of a veteran team. So maybe they needed that week off and they ended up getting their first shutout of the season which is kind of crazy, actually, if you think about it. It's, they they were in first place for a while. They're playing really good early on. They never had a shutout. But, yeah, I, I try to – I kind of agree with you, though. I do try to avoid teams coming off a, a quote-unquote bye week just because you want to see them get their legs under them a little bit. But I don't know. I, this season is just weird and crazy as it is. Like, there's so many repetitive games. So even if these teams are off like six games, they come back and they're playing the same team, so – it it just feels like a like a six month playoff series almost. I don't know how to explain it.
2: Yeah, it it, it really does feel like that, and it's something I wrote. I'm going to be writing about. I write about season long fantasy hockey over at Dauber hockey, and it's something I'm writing about how maybe we should have studied uh, playoff series prior playoff series a little bit more closely heading into the season because every every series you know it's a three game series, it's a four game series, or whatever. Like maybe we should have paid attention to the ebbs and flows uh, of prior playoff series, but then you're just, you're cutting off half the teams out of the sample and all that. So um, I'm just not sure, like it does seem Vegas is catching up on the rest because I know um, some, you know, some sports betters haven't been doing as well this year in the NHL as they've done in, in years prior. So maybe there's something to the rest and the travel that uh, we're not quite seeing, but um Besides like there isn't a ton, of, a huge amount of travel or, or whatnot to talk about on this slate. Um, but before we get uh, to this slate, let's talk about last night's slate a little bit, kind of a weird slate, um, but want to shout out uh, Dustin Droher Mickey. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing his last name wrong. Uh, finished second place in the 20 max. And we had another awesome subscriber take down the 20 max. We had one two uh, from Osmo uh, in the 20 max last night, which is always awesome to see. Um, Kind of a weird night. There's only a couple players that hit the three-point bonus. I think it was just Artemi Panarin and David Krejci. Um, You know, Edmonton went completely bust. Uh, They didn't do anything. Um, Later in the night, like, Carolina and Chicago really didn't do a whole lot, and there's a lot of ownership in those two games. It was just, you know, Boston actually scored four goals, but the top line didn't really do a whole lot, like one goal and a couple assists, so... It's kind of a weird night last night because none of the super expensive spots really did anything.
3: Yeah. And it's weird because like I figured that the last game of the night, like the stars and the predators, there'd be a lot of ownership. But I was what, like third-tier cashing going into that game, and then then Jason Robertson scored. Like he's you know, DFS Darling, then Yossi scored, but I didn't really move. So I don't know, like like a bunch of these like teams just got crushed by edmonton or boston like so like i had rangers one with panarin and you know Zabanajan and Kreider didn't really do too much buchnevich had to empty that goal and i cashed comfortably which was just weird because like also ovechkin didn't do anything like there was just so many so many landmines last night
2: it was just one of those weird slates yeah, it was one of those slates where if you avoided Edmonton, Boston, uh, Washington, uh, you may have had a good night. Uh, if you didn't, you may not have. Uh, let's hope uh, we can keep that train rolling because, we, like I said, we did find some success. At least our subscribers found some success last night. Let's keep that train rolling uh, here into tonight. Uh, if you're not ready to get a premium subscription here at Osmo, the number one way that you guys can help us out, uh, if you like the work that we do is on this channel is to subscribe. We need those subscriptions to help combat the YouTube algorithm. So we can continue to provide uh, this awesome content for free for NHL, PGA, MMA, NBA, NASCAR, and of course, MLB right around the corner. We'll have, you know, for the foreseeable future, uh, we will have uh 10 hours, 10 plus hours of free shows every day, every uh, this week, and probably moving forward. Uh, it, you know, just subscribing uh, will really and giving us a thumbs up will really help us a lot. And also, if you're interested in MLB, uh, check out our Osmo awesome MLB uh, Twitter page. Uh, just go to Osmo awesome MLB on Twitter, uh, and if you reply to the pin tweet with who you think will get the most strikeouts on opening day, you have a chance. You have a chance uh, to win a free year of Osmo awesome Plus MLB. All you have to do is reply with the pitcher and, and who you think uh, will get the most strikeouts to the pin tweet at Osmo MLB. And you get a chance to win a free year of Osmo MLB. Uh, pretty easy, pretty big upside for doing very, very little. So head on over to Osmo MLB. Throw us a follow while you're there. Reply to the pin tweet uh, with the most strikeouts for opening day. Okay, we have to get to hockey because this is a hockey channel, so let's talk some hockey. We'll get to the first game of the night. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 3.2 implied goal total. They're going into Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, Jack Campbell looks like he's been confirmed uh, for the Leafs, and it's going be looks like it's going to be Connor Hellebuck on the other side for Winnipeg. Whole lot of scoring on both sides here, Josh, so take your time with this one. What do you like?
3: Yeah. So it looks like Winnipeg mixed up their lines in game last game. It wasn't, I know a lot of people were like, Oh, did they, they switched and we missed the news? No, it was like, it was in the first period. So it was after lock. So I would assume, I, I don't think we've seen anything concrete, but if it does stick together, it's going to be Connor with Shifley and, and El, uh, Ehlers and then Stassi with Dubois and Wheeler. So, We were looking through the Jets' line matching uh, before the game just because we were trying to figure out how they're going to line match. And Jets' home games, they kind of just don't really match. It's kind of like a soft match. Shifu will see some Matthews. He'll see some Tavares. So it's going to be you know, not really a hard match. So really – so the top line for Toronto is obviously in play. Matthews is looking like he's getting healthier. Uh, Marner's still over 8,000, which is – I don't know. It's just tough for me to play over 8,000 Marner with – there's some better spots on the slate tonight, I believe. But the thing is, if, you, if you're if you going to play Matthews, you should play Marner just because the chances are Matthews goes off, Marner's going to have the assists, And then he's up there with Hyman. And I, I think for me personally in DFS, this is the best iteration of that line. I'm not a big Thornton guy, as you know. Uh, their defensive numbers aren't as great with Hyman as they were with Thornton, but offensively they've been better with, with Hyman up there. Um, the full line is twenty two four, which is a bit pricey. Um, Winnipeg isn't terrible, but their penalty kill isn't great. Um, so obviously, there's a couple really expensive uh, spots tonight. Uh, Toronto one, um, Colorado one. So if you're if you're going to go that expensive route, you kind of have to make a decision: Toronto one or Colorado one. You can't fit them together. So and. In one to three, I think I would have you know if I, it, it let's just say I was doing three lineups, I would probably have one Toronto one, one Colorado one, and then one more of a you know kind of um, a mid-range build. So, but in MME, I definitely think looking at these ownerships, I don't think in a 150 max as the ownerships are currently constituted, getting over the field on Toronto one won't be extremely difficult, and I think that's a good play on. The second line, I think, you know, William uh, Nylander has been very good this season. Uh, Tavares looks like he's waking up from his slumber a little bit the past few games. And for um, with Galchenyuk there, they've actually been pretty good. Uh, Galchenyuk's uh, minutes have been a, a bit worrisome. He's played like 11, 12 minutes the past three games. But he's only 2,900, so that keeps the cost of the line down. I think you're going to get a little bit... Uh, Better matchups, uh, for the most part, against you know not the top line, not the shifu line of Winnipeg. So I think you can go to uh, Toronto two as well. I I like uh, Nylander as a as a one off if you're in that range for a one off. Um, But I think uh, Toronto two in one to three, it might be tough for me to get there. And MME certainly have some. And then on the Winnipeg side, um, now that these lines are mixed up the price disparity is a bit bigger, which is good because the, the older lines Winnipeg two was more expensive than the top line. Uh, but now the second line is way cheaper than the first line. And they both have two guys on power play one and one guy in power play two. So I think either of the top six is fine. Uh, if you want to, you know, um, power play stack, I think you can as well. That's not something I'm going to be doing a lot of, I think, but I think you can, uh, push comes to shove I do like the top line obviously they're more expensive they're going to have a little bit more ownership but that second line I think is a very good filler tonight um, Stasny Wheeler power play one Pierre Locke Dubois power play two not overly expensive Thirteen eight for a full line I think is reasonable and then if you really want you know you can put in like an Andrew Cop with one of the lines if you want uh, he's 3900 power play two I know he's been good recently uh, the second power play unit has been pretty good not something I'm going to do, but he does get power play time and has been scoring, so I think um, he's not going to be a popular one-off, but I think he will garner a little bit of ownership.
2: Yeah, I want to talk about the Toronto top line real quick because I, I think the point you made about this iteration of the top line being the best is a very important point to make here. Um, I You know, on the show at times this year, I talked about line chemistry and players who play well together um, all that sort of stuff. Zach, when Zach Hyman's on the top line, uh, that top line for Toronto this year has a 60.5% expected goals share. Uh, without him, it's 59%. So they're more or less effectively as good with or without him. Doesn't matter who's been there, but it's the way that they get those results. Um, th- with Hyman, it's 3.1 expected goals for 2.8%. Uh, uh, 2.0 expected goals against without him. It's 2.4 expected goals for 1.7 goals against. So they're getting to the same result uh, by different ways. Like with Hyman there, that top line plays at a much, much higher pace. They're much more willing to trade chances or whatever. So, with Hyman there, I actually like the Toronto top line like much, much more than I would uh, with Joe Thornton there. But with Hyman there, I actually like the Winnipeg side a little bit better than I would with Thornton there because if Toronto's willing to trade chances, I'm willing to take a chance on Kyle Connor or Nick Ehlers or someone having a big night against a team that's willing to trade chances. So I really, I like both top lines out of this game. Like I don't, I won't have a ton of like full Toronto one um, but I I will probably have like some Matthews or maybe some, you know, maybe one off Hyman, something like that. I think Toronto is still, um, you know, I'm I'm still a bit concerned about Matthews' Matthews's wrist. Um, but I saw him wire uh, wrist shot last game, uh, wrist shot goal last game, and he took a one-timer the game before it seems like. If, he's, if it's good enough to take a one-timer, I'm thinking it's good enough to just shoot. Um, even in the last nine games where he's been, you know, where his wrist has been hurt, uh, he's still averaging nearly four shots per game. So, like, his shots per game are down, but it's still, you know, 3.8 shots per game, which is still just fine. So, um, both top lines for me out of this game, if I were to prioritize, um, it'd be the Winnipeg top line. I, just in general, I'll just always lean to the home team uh, when I think it's anywheres close and they are like quite a, they are quite a bit cheaper you know it's about th- almost 3K cheaper. so um, I do like that Winnipeg top line here tonight. like Nick Ehlers, um, I get that people may not want to play him, uh, especially if he's PP2 and he's 6900 and all that but he's top 25 in the NHL in points per 60 over the last three years. And he's one standard deviation above the league average by expected goals for this is an elite winger. He's an elite winger, just flat out elite winger. I think there's a case. He's the best winger in, in, uh, in amongst the Canadian teams, which has been a point of contention on hockey Twitter uh, for the last couple of months. But I really, really like um, the Winnipeg top line. The Toronto top line uh, is fine as well with me. The, like the Tavares line has been really good. Um, they're just shooting seven percent, and Tavares' ex- individual expected goals is down from recent years. Like he's still playing well, he's just not playing as well. So, if you want to use Toronto two, I like perfectly fine, no issue with it at all. Um, I I'm just gonna stay away from them. For me, it's more about Toronto one, Toronto. Like, the depth, I think, kind of interests me a little bit. I just don't know exactly how it's going to shake out. So I don't think I'm going to stack, like, Toronto 3 or Toronto 4 or anything like that. It'd just be one-offs. Like, I think I have some one-off kerfoot, and I have some one-off. I think I have a one-off Spetsa somewhere. So uh, that's kind of how I'm going to be treating the Toronto depth. Um, On the blue line here, uh, like, I think there are some nice punts on the Winnipeg side. Like, I think Dylan DeMello and Tucker Pullman make decent punts. Uh, DeMello, especially, I think he's been priced 2,500, uh, for Winnipeg. What do you like for defensemen out of this game? Uh,
3: I mean, I wish they just moved Neil Pionk to the top power play unit. It make my life and a lot (laughs) of people's lives much better. Uh, if you are using the top six of Winnipeg, I think Morrissey is fine. I prefer Pionk. Um, they're similarly priced. I think Pullman on the, The top pair at min price is fine. If you need a punt, same with DeMello. If you need like a you know 3,000, if you're in the mid-range there, Derek Forbort's okay. Not someone I'm going to go out of my way to force in, but if you have 3,500 left, I think he is viable. And then on the Toronto side, obviously, uh, if you want to correlate, Morgan Riley is the guy to do it. Not a huge fan of him. I don't want to one-off him. If he's going to one-off, I'd use Muzzin or just go all the way down to Hull.
2: Yeah, um, I like the Muzzin call uh, because these are two teams, like you mentioned, they don't take a lot of penalties. They don't draw a lot of penalties. Um, I'm not expecting a ton of power play time, so I think this feels like a good Jake Muzzin game here tonight. Uh, So, yeah, I do like Muzzin. In net, Hellebuck's just one of my favorite goalies on the slate. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I like both goalies. Uh, Campbell's more of a correlation play, but I think because he's 8,000, Hellebuck, 7,500 or 7,600, whatever he is, I think – you know, he's one of the better goalies in the NHL. And I know I say goalie skill doesn't matter, but 70, that price at home um, on a team that has a very good chance to win. Uh, I like Kelly Buck.
2: Yeah, I do too. I think you can play, I think you're fine one offing him, but uh, I think I'm probably going to correlate both goalies uh, where I have them. All right, let's get to our next game here. A little bit of a redux from a couple nights ago. We have the Philadelphia Flyers with a 3.5 implied goal total going to Buffalo, but the Buffalo Sabres have a 2.5 implied goal total. Uh, Buffalo traded Eric Stahl a couple days ago. So obviously he's not in the lineup. Dylan Cousins is hurt. um, So he's out tonight and it looks like he's going to be out for, you know, maybe in the next game or two. So he might not be coming back anytime soon. Um, Kind of weird line combinations for Buffalo. Uh, you know, they did score three goals against the Flyers last game. Now, they blew that lead and lost, but they did score three goals. So, you know, we know that they can score on, on this Flyers team. There might be stuff on both sides here. So, uh, why don't you let us know if there's anything on the Buffalo side you like and then take your time with silly
3: So, the most expensive Sabres line as is 11000 so. <laughs> The, the Hall-Middlestad-Tage Thompson line is 9500 The... Sheehan, Reinhardt line is 11,000. That third line is 7,900. Like if, if you're going into like a Colorado power play, you want to stack a Toronto power play, something like that. This might be a spot where you want to look, although it's, it's not great. Right. The one thing I will say, uh, just out of price and power play, one Casey Middlestad, twenty six hundred. I think he's going to be a pretty popular one off, especially if you're trying to power play or onslaught stack. Um, not that he's been anything good this season, or it's just a it's just the price thing and a power play thing. I'm not sure line matching matters really. I mean, no matter who these Sabres are going to go against, it's going to favor Philly, <laughs> <laughs> like. The Sabers haven't won a game since what, what? What month are we in? It's gonna be April or tomorrow. They haven't won a game since what? Beginning of February. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, been so, uh, it's been a while. It's been a long know. time.
3: So now that I'm trashing them, they're gonna win like eight nothing. But like, yeah,
2: yeah, this always happens. This yeah. always happens.
3: So like, there's, there's like, I don't think I'd full stack any of these Sabers lines. But I, what I will do is have you know a couple one offs here and there, like Taylor Hall, four thousand four hundred too cheap middle 2,600, just, you know, the price off in 3,800. I'd have some of him, Sam Reinhardt, 4,700. Like I would, I would one off these guys or do like two mans in the power play stack. Even, even Jeff Skinner, 2,900, I think is fine. But really this game is about uh, the flyers and the ownership reflects that. However, we did see a beat writer, um, have a Elaine Vigneault quote saying that he is thinking about keeping the Giroux, Couturier um, Voracek line together, which is not in any lineup builder, uh, not on any lineup site. Um, So that is something definitely to look, look at. Like you have to, I I would imagine Vigneault is going to speak in a few hours, maybe he'll confirm it. Probably not. He doesn't. He'll just chew on a bottle cap or whatever he does with a you know, shitting grin on his face and give us nothing. But um, so that's something you need to keep an eye on because it, it could very well be Couturier, Giroux, and Voracek. So if that's a line, I think, you know, if that comes out at 6.35 Eastern time or 6.45 Eastern time during line rushes, I think, you know, you have a chance to get, even if like Couturier is like twenty eight percent I think uh, getting that combo together is going to be very low owned. just because not many, you know, not enough people are, are checking pregame news as they should be. So that's something to look uh, at going forward. So really, I'm fine with the top line, I'm fine with the second line, but we really needed to see the line combos. Uh, even the third line is fine. Uh, it's kind of hard to give... Concrete advice with the uncertainty of the lines, but I'm definitely all in on the Flyers. And I think, you know, they whatever happened in the third period where they awoke from their slumber saved Av's Av's job for another you know week or so. They're gonna, you know, they they should win this game pretty handily.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a uh, that's a very good point to bring up about the lines. Um, that's probably the most important part uh, of this game because, like you said, all the lineup sites still have Couturier, uh, Van Riemsdyk, and Faraby as the top line. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to be the top line at all. It looks like it's going to be, uh, as you mentioned, Giroux, Couturier, and Voracek, and then a second line of Konechny. I'm assuming it'd be Konechny, Hayes, uh, and James Van Riemsdyk. The nice thing is that it locks with the early games, right? So this isn't a game where you have to wait until three or four games start before you get the information. You'll know the information before the game locks. So you you can make your lineups now with whatever combination you want. I'm using the combination that aren't on the lineup sites. You know, uh, Couture, Giroud, Voracek, Konechny, Hayes, uh, Konechny, Hayes, and JVR. So those are... Those are the combinations I'm building with. I'm going pretty heavy on Philly one. If you want to use the Philly second line, no problem. I think either of those, like, and even you mentioned the third line, like they didn't play Patrick and Lindblom that much last game. It was like Lawton or no, maybe it was Lindblom. Lawton got like 18 minutes. uh, Obi Kubel got like 15 and Raffle got like 16 or something like that. Like that quote unquote, fourth line was basically a pseudo second line for them last game. So uh, you may be even able to go down to super cheap Philly, but uh, I'm probably going to be sticking with that top six, uh, mostly mixing in uh, guys from uh, those uh, guys from those lines. As far as the power play goes, like Shane Bear was uh, waived and put on waivers and sent down to the taxi squad. He may play tonight. He may not. Um, just keep that in mind if he doesn't. Um, you know, Travis Sanheim looks for sure like he's gonna get some power play time. So Sanheim is a defenseman I like here tonight. I don't think I have any Sabres defensemen. What do you like for blue liners here?
3: Yeah, I mean Proveroff's gonna be popular just because he exploded in the third period with the rest of the flyers and he correlates. So I imagine he's gonna be a popular play. And if you're gonna play, you know, any of the top six, I think Proveroff is fine. Gotta check for the Gosses Bear news, but I like that I like the second pair of Sanheim Myers. I think um they're both viable. Sanheim, Moore, and GPPs. Um, he's got a lower floor, but a higher ceiling, I guess. Myers, I guess, is safer for cash because I see people talking about Myers all the time in cash. Um, if I'm wrong, you know, you can roast me about it, but it's fine. I'm more of a Sanheim guy. I think you, you know, Sanheim fits with the top six as well. And then on the Buffalo side, uh, I mean.
2: Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because
0: this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice, Samsung, more wow than ever.
3: Really, I don't want to play anybody, but uh, if, if you are like one-offing a hull or one-offing a, a lofts I think you can pair them with Darlene 3,700, I think is a okay price. If you really need uh, to go dumpster diving, Colin Miller, or Henry Jokiharyu is, is okay. But um, you know, if you're going down there, min price, I guess is fine. Uh, even on the other side, Justin Braun min price, I think you can use as well.
2: Yeah, I'm probably just playing mostly Provorov with some Sanheim. Uh, Sandheim should get uh, some power play minutes. I want I wonder if Gustafsberg doesn't play, um, Eric Gustafson might get some power play time. Yeah. Um, something to keep and something to watch uh, just for when warm-ups hit. Are you playing Linus Olmer?
3: Yeah, I mean, what, the Flyers have like 40 shots on goal. I mean I wish he was a little bit cheaper. 7300 is okay. I wish he was like in the 68 to 7100 range but 7300 I think you know to see the volume and they had the three nothing lead. Yeah, I I play him sparingly. Uh he's not someone I'm going to he's not a priority for me but I will have some and then if Gustafson does play, he's only 2600 on DK so that's something to keep an eye on as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree with you on all, Mark. I probably won't get to a ton of them, but not going to begrudge anybody for playing them here tonight. Uh, MLB starts tomorrow. Man, I can't wait for baseball season to start. And we've got a special deal going on for you guys here at Osmo. It's one of the best deals I think we've ever had. Uh, for just $9, you can get nine full days of Osmo Plus MLB. Here's what you do. You use the promo code starting nine with the number nine. To redeem this offer, make sure you get in the Slack chat to get some valuable information. Use a tool on the sites like projections and ownership and top stacks tool and our brand new boom and bust tool. And you can win a few dollars in those nine days and then use those winnings to roll over and just keep playing uh, more and more through the season. This is a great uh, little deal we have going on if you want to get your feet wet for MLB, but you don't want to go spend uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars right away or whatever. Uh, nine days of Osmo plus MLB for just $9. Uh, head to Osmo.com. Use the promo code starting nine, the number nine, by the way. Um, yeah, I can't wait for baseball season, but let's keep talking about hockey here for a second. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, 2.0 implied goal total. Going into Colorado, the Avalanche have a three and a half implied goal total. I think I know uh, exactly which side you like. Uh, you like here uh so why don't you start us off with how much you like colorado here tonight and then uh let us know if you like anything with arizona
3: yeah i love colorado tonight is 2.2 2.0 might be the lowest total we've seen also there might it's have been like that was 1.9 but
2: it's pretty close yeah
3: <sighs> yeah i i love colorado tonight i like all three top three lines uh obviously the top line like what do you even say at this point like this point in the season, you kind of run out of things to say, like, you know what you're going to get. They're fully correlated. They're super expensive. Um, They're probably going to score. So they're my favorite line of the night. If you're spending up Um, the second line has been very good. They haven't been, they haven't produced recently. So I think maybe you're going to get some sneaky low ownership on them. Uh, Sog, Kadri, and Burakovsky. And I think, you know, Caro three, they've been very good. Uh, They're going to be a popular filler. Uh, I don't know exactly how popular, but Junas Donskoy, 4,000, power play one. He'll probably be the most popular player on uh, that line. Valery Nishushkin has been very good. He's been scoring, which is exciting for us. I know we both were Nishushkin fans and uh, when he was on Dallas, and we were kind of mad when he got sent over to Russia, but now he's back and he's playing at a high level, and that's something you'll love to see. So I think uh, if you want to even onslaught here, you can do something with like power play one. With add in um, Macar, the top line Donskoy. If you want another cheap guy, you can use Nishushkin. Or you can use Yost. You can use Burakovsky. After that, it gets a, a bit a bit dicey with your last couple spots. But I think this is a very good spot. Um, on the Arizona side, it's just, it's just tough. Like Colorado is just one of the best defensive teams in the NHL. Uh, they got most of their guys back now. Yeah, Grubauer isn't great, but um, he's not a great play just because, you know, shot volume is going to be a problem, uh, but he is their best goalie right now. And on the Arizona side, is just tough. Like I think maybe I'll have some one-offs here and there, but really like the one person I'm looking at this game is probably Alex Golubowski, uh, 2,900. So he's a good minutes. He's on with Chikrin. He's going to block a bunch of shots because Colorado is going to be in their zone quite a bit uh if you want maybe you know you want to go back to uh uncle phil 3600 coming off a hat trick they haven't played in a while i guess that's okay uh the price is okay that top line garland's a little expensive especially if they're going to get the mckinnon matchup i'm not really sure how they're going to line match who knows if even the arizona lines as they are in the lineup builders and the lineup sites are going to be the lines going forward so I might have a one-off Dvorak, a one-off Kessel, something like that, and some Golagoski, but really, this game's all about Colorado for me.
2: Yeah, I was really trying to look for reasons to play Arizona here tonight. But, like, in their sample together this year, Derek Broussard and Dryden Hunt have a 30.5% expected goal share. Derek Broussard, Lawson Krause are at 42.8% together. Uh, Kessel and Johan Larson are at twenty seven point seven percent expected goal share together this year. Like, there's just nothing to like here, and like, it's a short slate and it's hockey, so anything can happen. And the Arizona Coyotes can come through. I think if I was going to go to anything from Arizona, it'd be the Fisher Garland Dvorak line, but like, we don't really know if they're gonna, if That's going to be a line because we never know what the Arizona lines are going to be until fifteen minutes before their game start. Uh, so Garland Devorak is probably where I would lean uh, for Arizona, but like to me, for me, this is a Colorado game. Like Colorado is getting into the. Uh, I, I read a Twitter thread from a very smart person recently. Like Colorado's threatening Detroit for being one of the best teams in the analytics era, which goes back fourteen or fifteen years now. Like their uh, Corsi share is near sixty percent. Their expected goal share is near sixty percent. Like this colorado team the way they played this year they look like the best team to come along in hockey probably since those uh, blackhawk blackhawk teams 10 years ago like this is it's crazy how good they are now it scares me because now i'm thinking like am i you know biasing myself into playing too much colorado but i like i'm with you i think all top 3 lines are very much in play here i don't have a lot of colorado one My thinking being that if this does turn into a kind of a beatdown, they could start playing their top stars less and their depth guys more. So, you know, maybe, you know, if they get out to a quick 2 or 3 nothing lead, you know, McKinnon could be involved in all those goals, which is the one thing. Uh, But, you know, maybe he only plays 17 or 18 minutes instead of 22 or 23 or something like that. So that's what's keeping me from going, like, all in on Colorado 1. I love Colorado 2 here tonight. I'm with you. On Colorado, too, they've just been absolutely dominant this year. 2.6 expected goals, four per 60 minutes, 1.4 expected goals against. That's an expected goal share of nearly two-thirds. That is just crazy, crazy good. Matchups don't matter in this game. Aiden Hill starting. I'm going in on Colorado, too. Uh, with you, with Goligoski, don't mind him on the blue line for Arizona, but... I think for me for Colorado, like if you're worried about Colorado ownership or whatever, and like just for the record, our ownership uh doesn't seem too out of line. Uh, we have the top stack uh just over 10%. We have the second stack under five percent. Like even if those come up to like 15 and 7, I think that's fine. Um, on a slate this small. Um I think a good way to get different if you're worried about ownership is to use somebody like Gerard or Taze instead of Makar. Cause Gerard or Taze have been playing more than McCarr. It's just that McCarr gets to pay PP one minutes.
3: Yeah. You can use Taze. You can use Gerard. You can even use Graves. Like Graves doesn't see as many minutes as Taze and Gerard, but yeah. Uh, Taze and Gerard are cheaper than Makar. So they're on that top pair. They're going to be on the ice at evens with Colorado one, a bunch. So yeah, this is, it's kind of like a, um, like a Justin Holt, not really a Justin whole scenario but like Justin whole does see five on five time with the Matthews line a bunch so if if you're if you're thinking this game gets out of hand and you know you're gonna play their second third and fourth lines more like Tay like Taze is one of my favorite one offs as it's like he's kind of like the Muzzin play for me so if you're stacking Colorado one and you put Taze over uh, McCar, like that's gonna lower the ownership of the four guys like a lot. So, Taze, Gerard, whatever you want, McCarr obviously makes sense. Um, Graves, if you need the savings. Other than that, like I, I'm not going to touch that third pair. Joey, I, I know Jacob McDonald has been like good, but the minutes are a concern. So really, I'm focusing on McCarr, and try, if if you're worried about ownership, going to Taser Gerard, and if you need the salary, the gravy train.
2: Yeah. Uh... I'm I'm not in so much on Graves. I'm in more on Taves uh, and Gerard but I think there are a lot of defensemen on that side uh, to use are you using Aiden Hill tonight or is that a uh, bridge too far
3: I mean the one of the, one of the things in my head like from when Colorado played Arizona maybe a few weeks ago is what Darcy Kemper had that like ridiculous like 51 save game so like obviously Carolina's going to or not Carolina Colorado's going to have a ton of shots on goal Aiden Hill definitely won't be a priority, but if you are, you know, 20 or 150 maxing, I think having a very little amount makes some sense just because the shot volume is going to be there. He may let in six goals, but if for some reason he holds them to two goals on like 47 shots, even if he doesn't win, he's going to pay off at his salary.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Before we get to our next game. I just wanted to remind everybody that we have a second giveaway going on besides just uh, the one at Osmo LMLB that I mentioned earlier. We have another we have an NBA giveaway. Uh, So just check out Osmo underscore com on Twitter. That's our main Twitter handle. Uh, Check out the pin tweet. Uh, All you have to do is complete the steps on the pin tweet and you have a chance to win a Jonas Valanciunas top, top shot. Uh, we are giving away top shots, believe it or not here. So uh, head to osmo underscore com on Twitter. Uh, check out the pinned tweet. Just follow the steps on the pin tweet and you got a chance to win a Jonas Valanciunas top shot. All right. Getting to our next game. Los Angeles Kings 2.1 implied goal total going into Vegas. Vegas has a 3.4 implied goal total. A um, couple notes here. Cody Glass was sent down. Doesn't look like he's going to be in the lineup tonight. Uh, Nicholas Roy... Kolasar and, and Tuck were the third line uh, in, in skate this morning. Um, that changes up their power play units, obviously a little bit, um, especially with Alex Petrangelo back. That's the other bit of news. Alex Petrangelo back uh, for Vegas, expected back for Vegas tonight. So Vegas is keeping their top power play unit the same as it has been lately. The second unit is Stevenson, Pacioretty, Tuck with Petrangelo and Martinez on the blue line. Um I, you and I were talking before the show. I think we're kind of on the same page for this game. Uh, so why don't you just let the viewers know what you like here?
3: Yeah, so the first thing I noticed uh, when you go into the top stacks or the lineup build or whatever is crazy ownership on Vegas 2. And on paper, you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's high, but they're going to get you know, a good matchup. But then you look at the, the Vegas home games recently, and they've been hard matching the Carlson line against the top comp. So that Carlson Marshall Riley Smith line is going to get the Kopitar Brown IFL line. So with that being the case and their projected ownership of over 25%, uh, I'm going to fade them just based off matchup and uh, ownership. Their price is good. They all correlate on power play one. And if you want to play them in a little bit in MMA, go for it. Um, But in one to three, I don't, I'm going to fade Vegas two here. Just, for the reasons I stated before, and then I'm going to Vegas one, because one, they're one of the best lines in hockey. Yeah. You can say whatever you want about Chandler Stevenson, whatever. He's not a great player, blah, 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 blah. But that patch stone combo has been elite and they're going to get either the Anthony, the CU Jared, the Anderson Dolan Kempe line or the more Velarde Carter line. And that just heavily favors Vegas one. And you look at their ownership share right now, Pacioretty and Stone are about 9%, Stevenson 6%. So yeah, the power play correlation is a little whack, but it's one of the best five-on-five lines in hockey. They're going to get the depth of the Kings, which is something you want to exploit. So I, I really like Vegas one here. Um, Vegas two is a under-the-field MME play for me. I'm going to fade them in single entry and three max. Uh, If you want to use, you know, Tuck uh, on the third line, he's a little overpriced, but... And the Kings, you know, don't... Their penalty kill's pretty good. It's
0: Chevy truck season. And with the Chevy Silverado, there's no such thing as an uphill battle. With the Chevy Silverado, you can take on the mountains or you can move them. Because with impressive towing capability an available 13.4-inch diagonal touchscreen, and a choice of powerful engines to pick from. Whatever you're mounting, there's a Silverado with the capability you need. Click to learn more. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer.
3: So maybe I I avoid Tuck a little bit just because he's almost 5,000 for a third line. And, you know, I'm not big on coleslaw and, and Roy, so... I would avoid the bottom of Vegas. I'm really going to focus on this top line, and then for the Kings, if uh, yeah, so Carlson's going to go into Kopitar. I kind of like LA one a little bit. They're more of an MME play. Just uh, I'd rather if I was going if I was playing in Vegas, I'd rather see the Carlson line than the Stevenson, Pachariti, Stone line. So top line fully correlated going against Carlson. I'll have a I'd have a little bit in 20 or 150 max. Uh, that second line. As much as I like it, I don't want the matchup with the Stevenson Stone patch If you want to have a little Volardy Carter, I wouldn't be me if I didn't say it. So uh, if you want to have that little two-man, they're nice and cheap, they won't get ownership, it's fine. But really, I don't want to be, you know, stack against Vegas at home. It's just not something I want to do, especially with Petrangelo back. He's their best defensive defenseman. I guess you can throw Alec Martinez in there too. But with him back, this is just a Vegas game for me. It's going to be uh, Vegas 1, a little bit of Vegas 2, and then I'll dabble Kings 1 in MME just because they're fully correlated correlated on the power play.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned LA 1 here because, you know, obviously, you know, we don't have a ton of ownership. Uh, We have them coming in well under 5%. Uh, Los Angeles draws the third most power plays Uh, of any team per game they have more power play goals this year than toronto dallas philly or the rangers and i don't think people would really guess that the los angeles kings have would have more power play goals than those teams so i do like los angeles one here you know you don't need a lot of them i might have them in one out of 20 lineups or something like that if you're mmeing you know you could probably get up to 10 or something um you probably don't need much more than that but i'm with you i love that vegas one line here tonight Uh, stevenson Pacioretty and Stone, all about them uh, here tonight Um, on the blue line. I'm basically just correlating uh, with Petrangelo because I think he'll come in at at a little bit lower ownership than Theodore will. And I'm probably, I might play some Cal Peterson in that. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I like Cal Peterson. Uh, This is a tough, this is a tough one though. Um, But I would imagine the shot volume is going to be there and, We sounds like we're beating a dead horse, but like these cheap these cheap goalies that are going to see shot volume, they win you GPPs if they get the bonus and they win. So if you have Kings, makes sense to correlate Peterson if it's quick. I will try to get more Vegas.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's going to be Peterson because Quick uh, got lit up in their last game, so assume it's Peterson, but always double check uh, to make sure. Uh, Before we get to our next games, let's talk about our brand new show sponsor, Jock Market. And what Jock Jock Market has done has turned fantasy sports into a stock stock exchange. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell or hold them based on your own analysis during the game. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive promo, Osmo promo code, nhl 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. It is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure you take advantage of it. That's nhl 20 at our sponsor, Jock Market. And because we almost always have free stuff uh, up on the site every day, we have some free stuff uh, up on the site today. Uh, at Osmo.com, we have NHL player rankings and NBA player rankings uh, for free today, as well as a top golfer's tool uh, coming up uh, for the tournament this weekend. All right. We have two more games to get to and about 10, min- 10 minutes to get through them. So let's get through these. We have Calgary with a 2.9 implied goal total going into Vancouver. Vancouver has a two. 0.7 implied goal total. Um, it looked like uh, Chris Tanev may be off for Calgary tonight, but he was at the morning skate today, so I assume he's going to be back in. Uh, for your goalies, we're going to be looking at Jacob Markstrom against Thatcher Demko. Um, I think there's some stuff to like here from both sides, Josh. What do you like?
3: Yeah, I've been pretty against Vancouver uh, with Patterson out, and you look at these ownerships on the, the Canucks, and I just want to, like, bang my head against the wall. Ten percent for the top line, ten percent for the second line. But I want to, I want a little bit of piece of the line go, uh, going against the Monahan Goodrill Richie matchup. That line is horrific defensively. I would imagine with Vancouver being home, that's going to be VC Miller and Vertanen. I think that would be the line I would want to stack. But really, like if if, if that's the line going against Monahan, that's the the full line I'd want to stack. Really, uh, if I'm going to do Vancouver, though, it's probably going to be some form of the power play. Uh, this is my least favorite game on the slate, so obviously it's going to be a seven-six barn burner. Um, so Vancouver two, if you want to call them that, you know they're they're kind of cheap for Tannen's three thousand, VC's thirty-one hundred, Miller's fifty-nine hundred, VC and Miller top power play. I would imagine the Horvat line is going to get the uh, the Lindholm Kachuk matchup with. Uh, Mangia Apani up there uh, unless they switch up their lines, which is certainly possible. You never know what Suter is going to do. So I kind of, I just, I just don't like, you know, you look at these percentages like JT Miller, 11, like 12%, VC 9% for 10 and seven. It's like, I just don't want to, play them at that ownership if they're coming yeah. in it, like two three percent I say yeah they're going against Monahan and Drell like but VC Miller Vertanen like that's that doesn't scream like offensive juggernaut we're gonna run you over I just don't want to you know give that ownership to a, a line that maybe doesn't perform so really Vancouver power play for me on the Calgary side uh, I like I do like that top line Kachuklin, Uh they are getting some ownership uh, I think for good reason it's the best line in this game. Um, But for me, really, I'm going to be underweight as a whole in this game. I like the goalies in this game. It's just, you know, Vancouver is just a mess without Patterson. Calgary has been a mess recently. They've been flip-flopping lines. This game just screams MME. And I'm just going to be underweight on it.
2: Yeah. I really like the Calgary power play in this one. Um, You mentioned it as a possible, um, you know, uh possible stack to turn to. I'm going to be going to a lot of Calgary power play stacks. One, Mark Giordano back on the top PP unit. I think he's the best guy to run their top power play. Um, so it's good to see him back there. And two, Calgary is a top five team by power play opportunities per game this year. And Vancouver is still a uh, bottom five team by uh, penalties taken. So Calgary should get a fair amount of power plays here tonight. Um, so I'm going to be in... Calgary power play, I am going to have some of the Vancouver power play as well, just because, like you mentioned, you mentioned their ownership, I just think that the prices are reasonable enough that you can get, especially where they have two guys from the top line on the power play, and then two guys from the second line on the power play, like you can get a little bit different, like you can sneak in VC with your Horbat and your Besser, or, or put in Miller with your Horvat in your best, or, or something like that. Like, you can make your, your stacks a little bit different. So I'm not super concerned uh, about, about uh, Vancouver chalk here. Um, yeah, I think, but mostly I think, uh, like, I love the goalies uh, in this game. Pretty much any lineups where I don't have Vancouver or Calgary, I'll probably have one of these two goalies uh, in net. Uh, so I'm with you there. All right, getting to our last game. We have one more game to get to, the Minnesota Wild have a th- oh! Just want to mention real quick, Vancouver had a positive COVID test with Adam Goddett. Uh, he's not playing tonight. Looks like they finished all their contact tracing, and it, like there was a chance the game wasn't going to go tonight. It looks like it's game on as always. Keep it locked to the news, but it looks like Vancouver and Calgary should be in the clear for tonight. Uh, final game, Minnesota three point one uh, implied goal total going into San Jose. San Jose has a two and a half implied goal total. Um, I don't know what you like in this game, but I'll tell you, I don't really like the big guns from Minnesota here. Maybe you can talk me onto them.
3: I will not be doing that.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's good. I I like that.
3: I think the Sharks total is a little low
2: here. Like I'm not
3: expecting like a 3.7, but 2.5 seems low.
2: And I I should say that it did come up uh, on some different sites. It came up to like 2.7 on, on different, uh, betting sites.
3: So, so the line lines probably gonna get, get the Rask line, like the Caprizov, Rask, Zuccarello. And that line for as good as they are offensively, they've been very bad defensively. And the sharks top line has been very good. So I, I really like the sharks top line here. Kevin LeBanc, 3,900, his price, got, like their prices have gone down except, uh, Kane's price has gone up, but, Couture and LeBanc's prices come down to 4-correlated power play 1. They get – they avoid, you know, Eric's neck. They're going to get Rath, Zuccarello, Kaprizov. Um, I, I really like the Sharks' top, top line here. Um, not really interested in the Kaprizov-Zuccarello line going into the Couture line. For as bad as the Sharks are defensively, the Couture line has been very good this season. I think they're going to control the pace offensively. Um, if you want to go to the Sharks' second line – or, excuse me, the, the Wild second line, I think that's Okay. Um, but again, hurdle Meyer has been a very good combo. So, um, but if you are going to use a Minnesota line, I think, you know, Fiala Hartman, Johansson makes sense. Their price is very cheap, but they are super popular. Like you see their ownership. It's just, it's an ownership concern for me. Uh, I don't know if I want to plug in 17%, 3,700 Ryan Hartman. Like it just, it just feels bad. So like if I'm gonna go to the wild, I think I would dip down to that third line: Joe Erickson, Eck, uh, Nick Bonino, Jordan Greenway. They're gonna get you know the Donato Gambrell John Leonard line or the Sorensen Marlow line, which is just a mess. And then after you get past like Eric Carlson, who hasn't been great defensively, it just it just gets worse and worse for the Sharks. Martin Jones, you know how I feel about. My man, Marty. So I think, you know, the depth of the wild is where I want to go. And I really like the Sharks top line tonight.
2: Uh, I'm glad you said everything you just said, because that was basically my read of this game. So either we're both going to succeed or we're both going to fail in spectacular fashion here tonight. Um, I do love the top of the Sharks lineup. I love the top line the most. Um, As you said, going into that Minnesota top line is just a great, great matchup for San Jose. Uh, Ownership is in check. Uh, We have them. Uh, At about 12% top stack and 13% ownership. So that's fine. Like there's no over leveraging there uh, or anything. So I really do like that Sharks top line. Mix in some hurdle uh, for some additional power play exposure. Uh, I'm really glad you mentioned the Minnesota third line. They're my one of my favorite filler lines um, of the entire night. Eric Sinek is starting to get power play minutes I don't know why they ever took him off the power play but he's back on the power play now so you at least get that you can two-man him and Nick Benino for like 7k which is super cheap and as you mentioned they get all those great matchups from the third and fourth lines from the Sharks so yeah Minnesota 3 probably my favorite uh, cheap filler line um, of the night on the blue lines like, I'm done with Brent Burns. I'm the, probably not playing him again this year. Like, I'm serious. He's just a shot blocking bot now. He's Matt. He's a, he's just a fancy matter one. Um, Eric Carlson, I'll correlate with my San Jose power plays. Jonas Brodeen, anything else jumping out at you?
3: Uh, like I always say with the, the wild defenseman, if you, if you have a lean and one of this, a suitor Spurgeon Brodeen Dumbo, you play it. Uh, Brodeen's on the top power play. So, um, if I'm going to rank those four, I think those four in play, it'd be, it would go Brodine, Spurgeon, Dumba, suitor.
2: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, I do like Spurgeon just in general. Like, I just think he's a good player. Um, all right. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick uh, here in just two seconds. Uh, my hat trick pick for tonight, I don't I, – I'm going to say Nazim Kadri. Oh,
3: man. I'm going to the same team. So, let me – <laughs> I was going to say Donskoy, but let me...
2: Woo! Okay. Uh, well, um, I like Kyle, I like Kyle Connor tonight too as well.
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to say Evander Kane.
2: I like it. Evander Kane. All right. Evander Kane, Nazim Kadri, uh, your hat trick picks here. Before you guys head out, if you could, please like and subscribe. Ding that bell. Uh, if you want to get a notification when, whenever we jump on the air. Uh, For producer Tyler, for Josh Harris, uh, this is Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy saying good luck tonight, and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Judy was boring.
1: Hello. Then
0: Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>